commentary in the shed. It's the podcast that gives you a little insight into our social distance lives based in rural central Bedfordshire. Uh, and gives Primrose an activity, an activity to do as part of her home learning. Learning. Schooling. I'm Terry, and with me is Primrose. The sun is up, Prim. The sky is blue. It's beautiful, and so are you. Hi. What, is that meant to be a joke? I, I don't know. It's actually uh, lyrics by John Lennon from uh, The Beatles for the song Dear Prudence. Who's dear Prudence? I have a um, camping friend called Prudence. You do have a friend called Prudence, who I believe was named after that very song. Yeah. So Prudence, dear Prudence, I should say, is just one of many hundred Beatles songs with their lovely lyrics. You know I'm a fan of the Beatles, but I'm a fan of lots of music. In fact, this morning, what were we listening to? The Utah Saints' Something Good... Do you remember that song? Because Daddy loves Royal the Rovers. We did a book review on it before. Um, shout out to Roy the Tyler, who tiled our bathroom. That was great. <laughs> and Thank Roy you, Hodgson. Roy, if you're listening. Roy Hodgson, Crystal Palace manager. Yes. All the Roys. Um, oh, boy. <laughs> we, I was talking about how in the Utah Saints song, Something Good, which samples Kate Bush cloud-busting music fans, uh, it sounds like they say... Ooh, Roy. Ooh, Roy. And then we were talking about Roy the Rovers and all the other Roys. And Primrose just looks oh, at me like I'm mad. Shout out to Roy the Tyler if I didn't already say that. You, you already did, but you can get two shout outs. Roy, who tiled our kitchen and bathroom. Thank you, Roy. He lives in, he lives Wait, in the village. If, we saw him walking his dog. he is listening, but... He might be. He's probably not listening. His dog's called Bob the Dog. Who's a pug? Who's a pug? I like pugs. Thank you. Yeah. Hello to all the Roys. If you like, if your name's Roy and you're listening to this podcast, Dad, you will love you. I would love to hear from you, and we'll dedicate Utah Saints something good to you. He would. He would. I will. He would genuinely love you. And I will. He love loves you. Roy. I will love all the Roys. Um, coming up in today's podcast, Primrose has a riddle. We'll be getting to that shortly. <coughs> we'll be talking about haircuts. Oh. Uh, in fact, we recorded some audio from the weekend. Uh, involving a haircut. More will be revealed later. We'll be on the phone with Ruth in Norwich. Ruth, who is one of Primrose's friends in Norwich. Why are we talking to Ruth, Prim? What's one reason um, we're talking to her? It's because she did... What was it? Bake-along. I love that. Yeah, so on Zoom, she did some baking, and we all followed the instructions she was setting. It was a lot of fun, and lots of people followed, and, and we all ended up with some chocolate-based cake. Which is why Primrose liked it, I think. Yeah. Uh, we'll be talking about how Daddy met Mummy as a topic, because uh, this week is a special week in the Lee household, with that in mind. We'll be reading your emails and messages. We have a couple of lovely emails I want to get through, which uh, I thank you for all your correspondence. We will be having a book review. Primrose, what is the book that is being reviewed in today's podcast? Well, we're doing Grandad's Gate Escape by um, David Williams. David Williams. Um, sorry, Luke and Finn, I just wanted to save the beasts in Buckingham Palace for another time. Yes, so if you're there was a request for a specific David Williams book review. Um, we will do that another time. But Primrose wanted to talk about Grandpa's Great Escape today instead. And we'll be solving the riddle. Mummy will be in the garden. And that will be about it. So uh, shall we move on with the riddle, Primrose? Yes! 
yes we should so this is the riddle mm-hmm. a girl fell off a 20 foot ladder she wasn't hurt why a girl fell off a 20 foot ladder she wasn't hurt why interestingly Primrose, this is quite easy is it yeah well interestingly we were talking about measurements and feet and a foot weren't we uh, this week do you remember yeah um what were the other measurements we talked about can you remember any of them um... Centimetres? Yeah. Or millimetres? Could do it in millimetres. Millimetres are quite small. And inches. See, inches are uh, in the world of feet, like different sorts of measurements. So it's all there's all sorts of things. It's confusing. I'm talking to a seven-year-old about different weights and, and lengths and how there are things like miles and kilometres and differences and, you know, stones and kilograms and grams and feet and inches. Anyway, what's the riddle again, Primrose? A girl fell off a 20-foot ladder. She Why fell off Why wasn't it? she hurt? Why wasn't she hurt? It's really easy. Well, we'll be revealing the answer to that riddle when... Please give answers this time. We'd love to hear your attempt at the answer to the riddle. And uh, when should uh, when should we reveal the answer, Primrose? At the end of the podcast. Because uh, I, I, I just really want listeners to try and figure it out. Now. We look forward to hearing from you with your uh, riddle attempts. And uh, we'll be revealing all later. Now, over the weekend, in the Lee household, we went about one of the most coronavirus lockdown activities that there is. Cutting my hair. We found our hair clippers in the garage uh, that had been in their box since 2009. And Prim got the audio recorder rolling. Today in Primrose and Terry in the shed, we're not actually in the shed, we're in the kitchen. Um, And we're cutting Daddy's hair. (laughs) Do we have any experience of doing that? No. Daddy's very brave then, really. Either brave or stupid. (laughs) So, what sort of hair are you going to do? Well, Primrose, I've asked for a a number one around the back and sides, and I've left it pretty much open to Mummy what else happens, depending on the success of the initial stuff. She's got a booklet with her. This is what Daddy presented me with, Primrose. It's a very detailed... Four sentences of how to do a... How to do a haircut. And it actually happens to be on a small child, so we'll see. If all else fails, Prim, we'll get a bowl out, put that on his head and cut around the bottom of it. Okay, I'm going in, I'm going in, Prim. This is a number four here, just to... Oh, (laughs) look, there's some hair that's come off, look. Oh my goodness, here we go. <laughs> okay, we're off on the haircut adventure. Mm-hmm. Come and have a look round the back and tell me what it looks like, Prim. It looks quite like a. Badger? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I already have messed it up. We should be having a hairdressery conversation with Daddy Primrose. What do you think they talk about in the hairdressers? What have you done today so far? I'm I'm not going into work today because it's a Sunday. I don't have any holidays immediately lined up. Going out anywhere nice tonight? No, I'm staying in. I like the rest of the world. This is why 
hairdressers aren't open, there's nothing to talk about. <laughs> Prim- Primrose, does this even look like I'm having a haircut? Like, or does it kind of look the same? It kind of looks a bit the same. Very hairy microphone well, for some reason. I, I, gen- I do have a lot of hair. Quite a lot's going off, although not quite as much as I was anticipating. I think I could explain what I'm doing by saying I'm just taking a little bit of the weight out of it. That's what they say to me at the hairdresser. Like, what did you do it around the back and side? It doesn't feel... It feels quite heavy around there. Around like I'm a, I've got a Lego cut. Is that oh, what's happening? You've a Lego cut. Oh. Like, what does it look like? Get your mirror. Number one. Right, Primrose, watch this and be astounded, right? He's going to be bold now, watch this. Watch this. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> 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 Terry, why did you... Do you know what? It was looking really nice. And now it looks really silly. I'll take a photo. <laughs> there you go. I'm pleased that Daddy went to Fathead Zara's and got a hat that fits him. <laughs> because at least... It's called Max Cat. Oh, sorry, not FathedZara's.com. <laughs> that was Daddy getting his hair out and back to the shed. Bye-bye. We'll be putting a short video... It's really fast. It's just of Daddy's hair. And sorry about the bit at the end. I just couldn't help it. What did you do at the end of the video? I'm not telling the listeners. Oh, okay. So that video is going to be put on the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Primrose Terry Shed. We'll put a couple of it's pictures It's a surprise. Well. Look right at the end and you'll see it. Yes. Uh, I, sh- I think I should explain as well. At the end, Mummy talks about and Primrose, talks about fat heads and max caps. And that's because uh, recently I had to buy a hat online from a special website for people with big heads. <laughs> <laughs> Mummy said it was called Fat Heads Fat are Heads are us. us, yeah. But it's actually called Max Cap. Shout out to Max Cap because your hat really does fit my head. Um, <laughs> Not many hats do. I'm very surprised. Thank you, Max Cap. Yeah, yeah, we're delighted. No with Max one Kemp. from Max Cap is probably listening because I guess they'll be listening to hat podcasts. Hat podcasts about <laughs> top hat. <laughs> I wonder how many hat podcasts there. Primrose. Maybe there's a podcast called Top Hat. Primo, should we make a hat podcast? I yeah. mean, like maybe there's a whole market. We can make loads of money from all the hat companies listening. Good plan. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, my what do you think of my hair now after a couple of days? How do you think it looks? Very bad because you used the number one. Mm. Well, you, you're slightly bald. Um, does it? Can you? Is there like a strip in the back then that looks different? Have a look. Yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, anyway, I'm I'm. I can't complain because it's like I had um, a very light haircut. I expected, as you heard, uh, number one around the back and sides. That didn't really happen. Because um, is... you would have been bold. Yeah, well, anyway, maybe next time the number one clipper will come out for a longer length of time. Thank you to Nelly for cutting my hair and for Primrose to, uh, for your help as well. Massively appreciate it. My hair will be okay for at least another couple of weeks. Huzzah!
today we're going to be talking to Roof on the phone. Yes, we've yeah. got the phone out ready and we're going to give Roof a call whilst we're setting that up. Did you want to tell people a little bit about Roof? She has a brother and a younger sister. Mm-hmm. And they did a very good happy birthday um, video for me. Oh, they did, didn't they? It was very funny. Yeah. There are friends from Norwich, and uh, let's see if Ruth answers the phone when we call her. Here we go. It's ringing, Prim. Oh, no. Is Ruth going to answer? We'll find out. Hello? Hello? Hi, Ruth. Ruth. Hi. Have we interrupted anything exciting? You've only interrupted me doing the lunch clearing up. Oh. (laughs) Which is nice. Oh, well, that, that's an important job. Primrose, Primrose has got a couple of questions for you. Would that be okay if she asked you some questions? Yeah, of course. Last week you hosted a bake-along. You obviously know that on Zoom. I enjoyed it so much that I'm going to host my own one this week. What inspired you to do yours? Well, first of all, my cousin did one, mm-hmm. and, and I thought it was a good idea. Though I haven't been really doing any research for the mug brownies at all. Because she did the mug brownies and then did one with us to show us how to do them. Okay, so you, you borrowed yeah. the idea off of off your cousin. And now I've borrowed yeah. the idea And now off Primrose of wants to borrow that idea off of you. <laughs> so that's good. Well, but I think my cousin borrowed the idea off someone in someone she knew who did one. So what you're telling us, <gasps> Ruth, is that all around the world there are kids making mud brownies via zoom and and it started yeah. somewhere if anyone knows where this this started maybe maybe we need to find that information out but that's fantastic we we really enjoyed okay. we really enjoyed the session last week that's great and um, what sorts of things are you learning about at home at the moment yeah what sorts of like schooling or, or learning things are you doing at home at the moment ruth well i'm doing all sorts of things really because, like, school is setting us a lot. But they're setting us DT and science and maths and English, a lot of maths and English. That's what happens and at my school, it's just maths and English. <laughs> Lots of day. maths and English, yeah, yeah, sounds familiar. Yeah. What sort of DT yeah. are you doing? Well, we had, um, like, a couple of weeks ago, we had the challenge to make a bridge. Ooh. Well, I made mine out of wood and I made a suspension, no, a cable stayed suspension bridge. Oh, wow. We had to make a pulley system. So it sounds like we're doing some similar things at our school. Interesting. And what what about this week? What are you doing this week? This week, um, there's a skyscraper challenge. I'm probably going to do that tomorrow, I think. Fantastic. Well, because I don't really know what it is. Ruth, you know the bridge yes? challenge? I did it yeah. when I was um, in year one. You had to do some... What, you had to make a bridge in year one? Yeah. I made a lift, too. Made a lift. Did you? Bridge. Yeah, yeah. I didn't totally diss the die. No. I mean, How did you make it? Yeah, what did you make How it with? How did you make it? Um, I made it with... I didn't make it with any, like, really stable um, things. I just made it with um, loads and loads of pipe cleaners. <laughs> and uh, are you from a Jewish family? Yes. Are there Have there been any Jewish events or celebrations that have been going happening recently? Well, in the Easter holidays, we had Passover, uh-huh. where we don't eat any leavened stuff, like anything anything that rises or swells. So that rules out lentils, beans, wheat, chickpeas, 
and anything like that. So what do you end up eating a lot of, Ruth? What sort of foods do you end up eating then? Cheese, eggs, matzah, which is the only exception you're allowed that has wheat in. Okay, and matzah, if you were to describe that to people that don't know, how would you describe it? Well, it's basically what you get if you mix flour and water together and bake it in the oven. Mm. It's a a thin cracker. Yeah. I know that your uh, mummy and daddy have been quite creative making yummy things with them. Yeah. So you don't don't go hungry. Could you tell us about your chickens? (laughs) Well, we we currently have 11 chickens. (sighs) Really? 11? That's more than I thought you had. Well, we got a new batch in October. Oh wow! And and how many yeah. how many eggs a day are you getting from those? Five or six. I think one hen lays about every other day. Do you think Do you think of the chickens like pets, or or do they just are they just things that live in the garden? They're they're kind of. I don't really know. They they're, I've never really thought of them as pets, but I've never really thought of them as stuff that live in the garden. <laughs> well, I don't really know. And, and do, do you have like a big space in your garden for for the chickens to to live? Well, they've got their run and then an outside enclosure, so they've got quite a lot of space. Nice. So they they have a quite happy life in in your house. And who does most of the looking yeah. after of them? Me and my mum. Excellent. So you that that sounds like you're you're being very helpful. And, and do you think when you're older you might want to have chickens as well? I don't know. I think so. Hmm. Why not? I mean, that's a lovely idea. I'm the one who wants to be a hamster breeder. You want to be a hamster breeder? Because I love hamsters. <laughs> yeah, you can you can clean out the hamster and the smelly wee that they make. Yeah. You're going to do that. I didn't know you had a hamster. Oh, oh. yes. Yeah. So so Hermione the hamster roof um, came along just before Christmas time. And, oh. And she's really good at making a noise whenever I'm watching a television programme. <laughs> and she's very good... At nibbling my orange socks. Yeah, and nibbling nibbling anything that she gets a, a chance yeah. to nibble at. And, <laughs> and uh, climbing out of boxes and sneezing and biting Poppy Bingley's finger. Oh, she has. She's bitten. Has some she friend. ever escaped? Has she ever escaped? Oh, has she escaped? No, uh, not not no. She, so thankfully not. She, was getting Hermione out of the bath because she had just had a run around in it and I lifted her up so I could see her nipples oh, and then I saw a poo coming yeah, she, out of Primrose her Primrose picked her up midway through her doing a poo. That, <laughs> that was much hilarity, of course. And she did a ginormous <laughs> wee as well. Yes, she did. <laughs> yeah, we've got guinea pigs. Oh, okay. Oh, wow! I didn't know that. Ah! So, so you've got... Yeah. guinea pigs. Yeah, like, like, they were like big... Bigger hamsters. Big, furry hamsters. <laughs> Big hamsters that are awake in the daytime. Yeah. So, and and what are their names, Ruth? Pip and Daisy. Excellent. And who looks after them the most? Me, because they're mine. Excellent. That's the condition of me having guinea pigs. I have to do all the looking after. Well, I'm, I'm pleased to hear that you do do that. That's excellent. I feel a bit guilty. All I do is play with her, give her treats, and clean out the smelly hamster wee. Yeah, uh, Primrose doesn't tend to do a lot of that, Ruth, if No, I'm I just honest. look at our food store. <laughs> that tends to be a mummy job, the cleaning yeah. the hamster. Uh, and, and with me in support, a supporting role. Thank you, Ruth, so much for your time. It's been fantastic speaking to you and finding out about how you're getting on in this last few weeks. It's been nice to speak to you too. And, and I hope we get to, to speak to you again soon. Do you Are you planning on any more bake-alongs or cook-along things? 
Yes, I think so. Well, if if you do, we hope that we can. We well, can wait. Be a can I ask you a question? Yep. Would you like? Would you like me to make scones or a mug treacle pudding? Oh. Mug treacle pudding. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, that was a quick answer from. That's a winner, Ruth. Okay. Thanks very much for your time. Yes. And and um, yeah, we will hopefully be making mug treacle pudding with you sometime soon and uh, and and speak to you then but for now um see you later bye 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 the podcast where we talk about how mummy met daddy primrose you know it's 12 years ago that daddy and mummy met and it was actually this week 12 years ago so that's quite exciting the story starts when daddy was presenting breakfast radio mummy was a listener to the radio station future radio in norwich and she would uh, start texting in and eventually she won a competition to go to see a concert in Great Yarmouth to see Groove Armada, amongst others, playing. And afterwards, I phoned her up to arrange getting the tickets to her, and she was very surprised it was me talking to her, and she was very complimentary, and and from that point on, our correspondence continued until eventually, a month or two later, um, we arranged to meet, and it was on May the 4th, 2008, when I turned up on Mummy's doorstep and she made me dinner, although I'd already eaten dinner. I pretended I hadn't, just so I had a chance to meet her. And then we went to the cinema and saw a Mike Lee film at Cinema City in Norwich. And, uh, and you know, years later, we got married and had you and live happily ever after. It's like a fairy tale. Yeah. Except it's not a fairy tale. It's not a fairy tale. Mummy, I believe Primrose, and she's not here to defend herself, she first uh, found out about the uh, breakfast show I presented by reading an article about me in a magazine that she saw somewhere, because uh, there were a few publicity things going on to promote my breakfast programme in Norwich. And I like to think she saw the picture of me and went, Whoa, what a man! He's who I need to listen to at breakfast time. She was motivated the whole time to actually meet me in person. That's how I think it actually went. So, Daddy, mm-hmm. how did you get to marry her? Eventually, after a, you know, a good couple of years, uh, three and a bit years of um, you know, getting to know Mummy, living with Mummy, going on lots of holidays and things with Mummy, I decided I wanted to spend all of my life with Mummy. And so... It was fast approaching my birthday in 2011. I decided that that was the best day to ask her to marry me because I'd be able to uh, get her to join me on beach, which, incidentally, Primrose, on one of our first dates together, uh, Mummy and I went for a walk and I twisted my knee uh, and... I've had to, as a result of twisting my knee, had to have two operations on it, and it's still not right, my she knee. She still moans about Well, yeah, it really hurts. So, mummy, me meeting mummy was also the end of my football career, <laughs> slash 
the end of me having normal knees. But I, it, it was a sacrifice I was willing to make. Good knees are overrated, Primrose. But anyway, I knew I'd be able to get her back to that beach, back to almost the very spot where my knee injury took place, that knee injury that's defined our relationship. And I pulled a ring out of my pocket and asked her to marry me. Very dramatic end. Uh, and do you know what she said? What? Yes. She did say yes. Yeah, that's what happened. So, uh, and then, and that was really nice. And got married about nine months later. How did you get to have me? <laughs> well, I, I had always wanted to have children, Primrose. And how did we get to have you? I guess we decided that having a child would be an okay thing to do. And before very long at all, there you were, growing inside Mummy's tummy. In fact, Primrose, I think it would be fair to say, a couple of weeks after we got married, uh, Mummy felt different and we knew that you were growing inside her. That's funny, isn't it? And we were delighted that you came out fit and healthy and happy. And a lovely, happy. lovely baby girl. Destructo baby. Destructo baby. <laughs> Changing our lives. We had to move house. <gasps> so when we knew you were coming, uh, actually, Primrose, did, I don't know if you know this, but when Mummy was pregnant in our old house in Norwich, she fell down the really steep staircase. Uh, and it really hurt her and scared her. That was one of the many reasons why we decided we needed to buy another house. We moved to another house in Norwich, where we lived for a couple of years, but then I got the job in Bedfordshire. We moved down here, where it we've been... It cost a lot of money to move down here. Uh, did it cost a lot of money to move? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it costs money. Um, you have to sell a house and then buy a house. It's very complicated. And then there would be extra fees and things like getting the removal company to help move your stuff cost money. And it's very stressful. There's no plan of, of, of us moving, Mummy and Daddy. Uh, since meeting 12 years ago, I'm very happy. Well, tell, tell people what you're looking at there, Primrose. When Nellie and Terry met at 80 Vincent Road. Yeah, and what is that? Can you see what that it's you're looking at? It's a constellation. At? Yeah, so I bought uh, last year Mummy a framed picture of the stars in the sky, the constellations and things, um, from apparently above us the moment that we first met, when the stars were aligned, Primrose. What do you think? Is that romantic or what? One of the constellations looks like a tropi- shopping trolley. Yeah, and that has that, that's a symbolic symbolic of our relationship in many ways. As dad, a shopping trolley. Daddy goes, Daddy goes to the shops, and Mummy writes the shopping list. I mean, what what could and one represent looks us like more? Like a shopping list. Uh, so there's a shopping list and a shopping trolley. Yep, that's what the stars said about us and how right they were. Anyway, that's the story of how. Uh, Daddy met Mummy. What do you think? Is that good? Yeah. It's time to read out some of your emails and messages. Yes, and and we've had some lovely correspondence since the last podcast. Uh, There are a couple of emails I'd like to read out in particular, Primrose. Uh, This one is from Hannah. 
Hello, Primrose. My name is Hannah, or Little Hannah, as your dad knows me. I live down the corridor from your dad in Waveney L Block at the University of East Anglia in 2003 to 2004, when we were only 18 years old. It doesn't seem that long ago, but wow, it is a long time ago, Primrose. It is a long time ago. That's before I even met Mummy. Uh, 2003, she says, is the year Finding Nemo was released, and we watched it on a dodgy download from America. Have you seen Finding Nemo, Primrose? And if you hadn't, I would highly recommend it. Have you seen it? I've seen both, Finding Dory and Finding Nemo. Which do you prefer? Finding Nemo. Okay, cool. Okay. Uh, you are very good at podcasting, Primrose, a true natural. Your podcast has been keeping me company in between meetings whilst I've been working from home. It's been lovely to hear what you've been getting up to during the lockdown. It has also made me laugh out loud several times. You have an infectious giggle, that's for sure. And I really enjoyed your talk about pasties in episode four. I must admit, I've been thinking of them ever since. I was particularly pleased to know that you eat yours with HP sauce. There is no other way. Have you ever had anything else with your pasties, Primrose? I had both once. Oh, wow, yeah. But HP sauce is is how we do it in this house, Hannah. Uh, I was also impressed that you knew that HP stood for Houses of Parliament. Uh, That's good knowledge for future quizzes. It's a sort of... Proper pub quiz question, that Primrose. HP are my initials, and I'm in good company with Harry Potter and HP Source, also Hercule Poirot, but you might not know about him yet. I think I heard of him once in Horrible Histories. Hannah, if that answers your question. Yeah, well, I know in Horrible another, Histories talks about another, Agatha um, Christie and stuff. Hannah says, finally, I used to be a regular listener to your dad's radio show on Livewire. I was a particular fan of the Old Bear stories. It'd be great to hear the latest on those adventures, Terry. Um, Primrose, what do you know about Old Bear stories? I've got two books of them. (laughs) Yeah, you've actually got some Old Bear books, haven't you? That's true. Um, Hannah, funnily enough, there haven't been many uh, Old Bear stories since um, my future radio breakfast show days. Uh, We did a few more episodes then. The only, bizarrely, the only episode of one that I can find is a Christmas special that Ant and I recorded. I don't know where all those recordings have gone. I fear fear I might have lost them. Uh, Anyway, keep up the good work. She's been binge listening to all our podcast primos. Lots of love, Hannah. That's nice, wasn't it, Prim? What do you say to Hannah overall for that? Thank you. Thank you for your continued listenership, Hannah. We really appreciate it. Also, we received an email from... Alex. And Alex says, uh, just a quick email to say thank you for two reasons. Firstly, thank you for including a bit about my mini bunch challenge in your podcast last week. I loved hearing about how Primrose made a bunch of flowers for Grandma and a friend. Do you remember that with Mummy? Yes. The biggest thank you I wanted to say was for helping me to run my first 10k. That's 6.2 miles since 2008. I have been doing small and short runs for the last six years, but recently wanted to try and get up to 10k. Last Saturday morning, I woke up early, decided to go for it and see if I could do it. I listened to your podcast as I set off, and it kept me going and smiling. Primrose, did you know? Did you ever realise? Were you ever thinking when we started this podcast it was going to help people run long distances? No. What do you think? Which which parts of what we talk about do you think would really keep people running? Like, if we imagine someone's listening to us and running right now. If we did a sports topic. All right, yeah. That might help. Well, or should we should we just replace what we talk about in the podcast with like 
when people should put their next step forward. So it'd be like, go, go, run, 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 run. Would that help? cycle, 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 cycle. Pedal, 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 pedal. Do you think that would help people? Yeah. Or do you think that it would be better if we just stuck to what we normally do? Maybe we do that, yeah. Oh, what? So we just we stop we stop doing the podcast like we normally do, and we just shout "run, run, run" or "pedal, pedal, pedal." New new sound of Primrose and Terry in the shed, the ultimate in motivational sport sporting podcast. Like, listen to us whilst you're running; we'll cheer you on. Run faster! Cycle faster! Cycle, pedal more! Cycle! Catch fish! Catch fish! Or was catch it a fishing fish. podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Alex goes on to say, Today I woke up again early, decided to try for a second 10k, thought it was only right to listen to your voices as I set off. It made me smile, cheered me up, kept me going, and I have tucked another 6.2 miles under my belt in just under a week. So thank you so, so much. I love what you are doing. Keep up the good work. Big love, Alex. Wow, Primrose. That's two 10k runs we've helped with. Anyone else listen whilst they're sporting? What? Yeah, any sport. I'd like to know. And how can I get in touch, Primrose? What's the email address? PrimroseTerryShed at gmail.com. Yep. And the Facebook page is facebook.com forward slash PrimroseTerryShed. And we'd love to hear from you about any of the topics that we've covered or any reason at all, frankly. It's always lovely to hear from you. Thank you so much for those people that have got in contact this week. Especially the riddle. I, I just couldn't help reminding oh, the yeah. listeners. Primrose really wants riddle. you to... I really want... Riddle, riddle feedback riddle. is always well received, although it might be a bit weird if we get some people saying, yellow, or whatever the answer to a previous riddle was. <laughs> what does that mean? Anyway, we'd love to hear from you, so do get in contact with us. PrimroseTerryShed at gmail.com. It's time for the book review. And Primrose, what is the book you are reviewing for us in this podcast episode? Grandad's Great Escape. Who wrote Grandpa's Great Escape? David Williams. And why have you chosen this book for us today? Because I was reading it. Tell us what happens in Grandpa's Great Escape by David Williams. I have no idea. I've not actually read this one. So, um, so... His grandpa is put into Twilight Towers and he hides in a Spitfire. Hang on. Because he thinks he's fine. He's in World War Two. So grandpa thinks he's from World War Two. Yeah, he thinks he's in World War Two. And he calls everyone Walla Walla or Air Commander. Okay. Or something like that. And he throws, um, and he's like, those darn Nazis. Oh, really? <laughs> Must have put that branch there. Excellent. And and is the main character like his grandson? Yeah. Okay. Is it funny? Yes. Is it laugh out loud funny? Do you read it and laugh? Mm, I don't laugh. I don't laugh out loud. I laugh in my head. You laugh in your head. Okay. It's laugh in tricky. your this is laugh how you, in your head. This funny. is how you laugh in your head. Laugh. <laughs> I'm not sure that works on on radio. Your sort of head movements. Laugh. <laughs> Good. Well, that clears that up. We've reviewed a David Walliams books, uh, a couple of books or one book before. Tell us what sorts of things all his books have in common. Raj. Raj? Tell me more. The local news agent. Oh, what, he's always in every David Walliams book? Yes, even The World's Worth Children. Is he? Yeah. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. In terms of how this book, Grandpa's Great Escape, compares with other David Walliams books. Uh, where do you think it ranks? Is it one of the better ones? Is it one of the not so good ones? 
this is this is not his best one. No, I think that's fair. Okay, which is his best one? I don't really know, but no. it's definitely this. Not, not this one. No. Okay, we'll think about the answer to that question. But what score would you give it out of ten? That's what you always know the answer to. Is it that? Is it still really good? Is it still going to get a nine or a ten? Yeah. What's it going to get? Nine. Nine out of ten for David Walliams' Grandpa's Great Escape. That's pretty good. You should still buy it, though. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's really funny, and you like it. And you're reading it by yourself at the moment. I read loads of books by myself, and it's about... You are getting through loads of books at the moment. It's about an inch long. This is one of the thicker books that you're reading. It has pictures in as well, doesn't it? Yeah, loads of pictures. Funny pictures. Um... So, thank you, Primrose. That was a marvellous, fantabulous book review. And there'll be another book review in the next episode of the podcast. Was it stupendous? Stupendous, yes. Stupendous book review. So... I'm going to tell you, tell listeners what the answer to the riddle was. Oh, yes. Remember the riddle. I do. Uh, well, let's find out what the answer was. So remind people what the riddle was, Prim. A girl fell off a 20-foot ladder. Why wasn't she hurt? So a girl fell off a 20-foot ladder. Why wasn't she hurt? I'm guessing, Primrose, it's because the ladder was in a mattress factory and she landed on a very comfortable mattress. Is that right? No. What's the answer then? She fell off the bottom step. Oh, so it's the bottom step of a 20-foot ladder. Primrose, your riddle-tastic riddle would have caught out loads of people. Let us know how you got on with that. Uh, primroseterryshed at gmail.com or indeed on the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash primroseterryshed. There'll be another riddle next time. <laughs> Mummy, it's time for my garden, isn't it? Hooray! It is. What have we been doing today? So, uh, me and Mummy have been making heffalump traps. Yeah, heffalump traps are talked about in Winnie the Pooh stories, aren't they? It's where Piglet and Pooh dig a big pit to try and catch a heffalump. Um, but we did it on a micro scale today by making some pitfall traps because Primrose's teacher wanted her to do some mini beasting. So we thought we'd try and catch some in a pitfall trap. So we're just sat at one in our garden right now that you set up today, aren't we, Prim? Do you want to talk through for the listener how you built that? So first we had to dig a hole. Yep. And then we had to put a plastic cup in. Yep. And then we had to put loads of food in. Food and also places for them to hide in case any predators are in the fall into the cup as well. We had um, four sticks that we put around the side and we had a little roof. What was the roof for, Prim? It was for um, in case it rains or gets wet. That's right, we didn't want there to be a puddle in the bottom of the little pitfall trap, did we? It might be a good idea if Daddy puts a picture of the pitfall trap on the Facebook page so that people know what we're talking about. Would you like to see whether over the last couple of hours we've caught anything in this trap? Yes, I would. Okay, so I'm just taking the lid off and now I'm just removing gently the cup from the ground. And we've got a white tray here. 
we're very, very gently going to empty the contents of the plastic cup into the tray to see whether any unsuspecting mini beasts have fallen into our trap yet. It has only been a couple of hours. Normally we'd leave them out for about 12 hours. <gasps> What's that? It's a woodlouse. Yep, so let's look under, underneath all of the leaves that we put in there. Just to double check. So there's another one there, look, Prim. Oh, and that. I forget. Oh, is that a springtail? That might be a little springtail and a couple of wood lice. So that's after just a couple of hours. Imagine what's going to be in there tomorrow. We also put a couple of pitfall, tra pitfall traps elsewhere, Prim. Where were they? At the allotment in, in the wood. Yeah, so we might find that we find different things in the wood and at the allotment what we find in the garden. So we'll check at the end of today. And then do you fancy leaving them out overnight as well and checking in the morning? Yes. We can catch all those nocturnal mini-beasts then. Thanks for having me, Prim. That's OK. Thank you for a another splendiferous Mummy in the Garden. So that's about all we've got time for for Primrose and Terry in the Shed. Yes, I've had a lovely time. Um, there's been lots of daddy-centric things in this episode. Thank you, Primrose, for humouring me. Primrose and Terry in the Shed... Was uh, presented by... Was presented by Primrose Lee and Terry Lee. Uh, produced by Primrose Lee... Edited, edited by Terry Lee. Yeah, that's my domain. And the imaging and music, music was all by... Primrose Lee. And our artwork was by... Stu with a double O. Stu Elvin with a double O. Check out his work online. Thank you for joining us, Primrose and Terry, in the shed. Goodbye! Bye-bye! 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 Bye-bye!